0: This is the
1: Truth Network.
0: Now listen to me. This game of baseball is only one half skill. The other half is something else. Something bigger. You gotta have heart. All you really need is heart. When the odds are saying you never win, that's when the grin should start. You gotta have heart. And miles and miles apart Christian <laughs> Cargi radio show. I say
1: this calls for action and now. Coach McGinty, what will Washington need to get back into this ball game? Heart. I, I'm sorry. You gotta have heart. Can you elaborate on that? Miles and miles of heart. Like a small boat on the ocean, sending big waves into motion. Like how a single word can make a heart open. I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. This is my fight
0: take back my life Today's Christian car guy show <laughs> miles and miles of heart <laughs> so maybe you've heard that saying before miles and miles of heart but honestly what what does that mean I mean what does that what does that even conjure up or is that even relevant? Well, yesterday morning I uh <laughs> you may know it's my habit in my prayer time, which I really, really enjoy to ask God, you know, literally, Jesus, what's my word for today? And he just kind of flipped the word heart at me, which you know, I thought I was a person that really understood what the word heart meant. And he just flipped it out there and so I thought, hmm, what are you what are you getting at? And so I thought, well, what would the hebrew understanding of that word be and it sent me on sort of an adventure to go discover that and the hebrew word is spelled beautifully it's got this lamed in it it's called leb l-e-b i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that exactly right but that's how it's spelled l-e-b and the first place you're going to find that in the bible is in genesis genesis 6 5 and you may remember this catchy phrase (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Well, well miles and miles of that kind of heart sounded kind of scary. But there was that word and so now I was armed with the word leb and I went searching for a definition that I could essentially sink my teeth into. And I found this at a Jewish dictionary site, which by the way, if you go to christiancarguy.com, I got a whole article on this and it's linked to all the information I have. But this Jewish dictionary connected so many dots for as soon as I read this, I went, oh my goodness, that's exactly what miles and miles and miles of heart is. So here's what the entry said. To the Hebrews, a creature with a heart was a creature who was able to assess the kaleidoscope of impulses around him and sieve out the things that were most important or less important. I get that? In other words, they, they can determine what's really important, what's not important, and disregard the rest. So heart-forming lies at the base of both intelligence and determination. And this really caught me. The opposite of having a heart is either being indifferent – ignorant, or cowardly. Well, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, my goodness, I remembered our caller from last week. I hope you listened to the show last week. By the way, the podcast is right there at ChristianCarGuy.com or iTunes or wherever you want to go. Just say, Siri, I want to hear the Christian Car Guy podcast, and you'll be able to hear it. But I remembered last week's caller, Danielle from Durham, and I don't know if you heard it. It was a brilliant call. You know, one of those that just really encouraged Bob and me. But near the end of her call, she described how how many of her friends and people that she knew interpreted her caring so much that she was bad-tempered, right? And the lights just blazed on in my head as I heard that description. I went, wow, that is miles and miles of heart. And then I remembered years ago, when I went to my first general manager's meeting, when I was with the Crown Automotive Organization out of Greensboro, you know, they had several dealerships. At the time, Royce Reynolds was the owner. And I wasn't, the first time I got to go to one of these meetings, I wasn't a general manager. I was a general sales manager. And I was brought by my boss, the general manager, to sit in on the presentation. Well, what I witnessed, I will never forget. I mean, these guys, there were about 12 of them. And they were literally screaming at each other throughout most of the meeting. And what really shocked me was that Royce Reynolds seemed to even like that or get a kick out of it. I mean, he made no effort to stop it at all. So as we were driving back to Raleigh, I asked my boss, you know, why does Royce put up with that screaming? It seemed as though he even enjoyed it. And my boss, whose name was Ron Hodges at the time, answered with some profound wisdom that I really had never considered. What he said was, Robbie, Royce wants managers who care deeply depth of conviction who are willing to fight for what they believe as a matter of fact if he doesn't see that fire in your belly you will never get promoted in the crown organization so what ron was really telling me was that to succeed at crown i would need what miles and miles of heart and he was right so what is your miles and miles of heart story the time you went on and on. It looked so bleak, but you cared so deeply. You couldn't stop. It was, it was something that you were just completely impassioned about. Even though other people thought you were crazy for being so upset, you knew that it was time to go on miles and miles of heart. I would love to hear that story. It would certainly encourage me. I'm sure encourage lots of folks. 866, the phone number to call, eight six six three four eight. 7884. Of course, I have a few more stories to share with you today and a lot on that. I even got some more stuff from last week's show. <coughs> but great news. I mean, big news, really. I got my Christian Car Guy t shirts in and they are gorgeous. In fact, if you go to christiancarguy.com, you can see a picture of them. And what we're doing, and the reason I got these t shirts was for a gift of any amount, I don't care how much to the Jesus Labor Love, and it's all right there at christiancarguy.com. We will send you out a T-shirt. They come in medium to 2X, and so you just, for a gift of any amount, you go ahead and order your shirt. We want you to be styling and profiling. Now, this shirt has the new Christian, the red Christian Car Guy logo it looks sort of like Superman, only it's Christian Car Guy. <laughs> and then on the back, it has the Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And so, For a donation for that, which, by the way, we had our 1,000th applicant this week. It was kind of a big moment for me because we we didn't track applicants at the beginning of the ministry when we first started, I guess about nine years ago. But after a while, we figured out we needed to have applications so that we could keep them on file and process them, all that kind of stuff. But since we've been keeping applications, guess what? We had the 1,000th applicant this week, and that was pretty exciting. So... It's really, really neat to see how God has blessed us with your gifts to the Jesus Labor Love, and then we help single moms, widows, families in crisis all over the country to just this week, I can tell you a lady who has some new tires and people that have new brakes. You know, there's all sorts of things that go on where people just can't meet their expenses, and with your help, obviously, that happens. So again, today's show is Miles and Miles of Heart. And I'm just anxious for your story. And you may think, well, what about cars? Well, I, years ago, (laughs) you may have a trip that you wanted to be on. And in fact, if you think about Pilgrim's Progress, obviously John Bunyan had to have miles and miles and miles of heart or his his character Christian in the book. You know, think of all the, the adventure series that you see. The person is always on some kind of quest whether it's in Narnia or, you know, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. And it takes miles and miles and miles of heart. Well, I bet you, you have a story like that. Well, one time I, (laughs) it was wintertime and I was going from Savannah, Georgia. I had to get my stuff that was in Albuquerque, New Mexico and drive back to Savannah, Georgia. So which it's, you know, maybe 1500 mile trip. And, and back in those days, and I think this was in like 1979 or 80, somewhere in there. This truck had what they called three on the tree, which means that it was a manual transmission, but you didn't shift it on the floor. You shifted it on the column. And the truck that I was going to take back with everything that I personally belonged in all the world was this old Ford pickup truck, which, by the way, did not have a heater. And it was in the winter. And I'm coming across New Mexico, which is not a warm place in the winter, by the way, and coming into Texas and it's snowing. And I have my bird with me in the front seat, and we're getting colder and colder as we go because there's no heat in this thing. So we're, we're having to use our miles and miles of heart just when we are taking off before anything happens. But we need your mile and mile of heart story, 866-348-7884, 866 truth We'll be back with so much more miles of heart when we come back. We need your story. Stay tuned.
1: Coach McGinty, what will Washington need to get back into this ballgame? Heart. I'm sorry? You gotta have heart. Can you elaborate on that? Miles and miles of heart. We've got heart. Miles and
2: miles and miles of heart a genius of course but keep that old horse before the car I might
1: only have one match but I can make an explosion this is my fight song take back my life
0: Miles and miles of heart today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And when you think about it, Jesus had to have miles and miles and miles and miles of heart to face the things that he did. We have David is in Washington State to share his miles of heart story. I'm very excited to hear this. David, you're on a Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, this is uh, – I'm – I'm I'm up early today, and
1: this is sort of a, uh, I guess you could say a bit of a introspection day for me. And and when you announced that you, uh, are we getting an echo here?
0: No, no, you sound great. You may oh, have the okay, radio on you. in the background, and that may be what you're hearing.
1: No, no, I I don't. Okay. So so anyway, let <clears throat> as I as I contemplate the road that requires so much heart. I think back and, and I would have to say that that would be the, the synopsis, the theme for my life. And I am a car guy. Oh really? Um, I, I am a car guy. I have been a car guy since 1964. And I've always, been interested. It it was the one thing that seemed to inspire me. You know, um as you when when you grow up like the way that I did in sort of a disjointed situation. It it wasn't a stable family situation. We had to move a lot. And so there are so many things that that you you don't really receive or achieve or are able to enjoy in life because you're always in this this sort of transition. So back to the car situation, um, I I always wanted to have a place to work on something, but because of economics, uh, every time I, I had a place, it there there was. Uh, some some major downsides to it, like a driveway that was the, like the site of Mount Kilimanjaro, <laughs> you know, that sort of a thing. <laughs> so not exactly your ideal place to work on it. And, and nothing was really covered and, and the garage that I had was small and I, and I had to convert that into business use. So I didn't really get it, but to, to try to, you know, make a long story shorter, um, there was, when I was a young boy, well, a young man, let's put it that way, before I went into the military, I had this feeling deep down inside of me that God was going to, to make something out of my life. And as I, as I journeyed forward and, and tried to, you know, uh, I hate to use the phrase find myself, but see who I really was and figure out what I really wanted to do, um, and 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 combating the the negative uh, you know arrows that were shot at me to, to try to take me off of life's path, I had to hang in and and continue to to latch on to the dream. so I was always wanting to do something more with cars i I had a chance to to do some things. Yes, but it wasn't what I always wanted. You know, finances were this, or location was that, and every time I'd see, I'd drive by a house, a great big house, where where some guy had like room for twenty cars, and he had a a riding lawnmower parked in the middle of the garage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Insult to injury. Yeah.
1: Yes, I would. I would. I admit it. I would lust for that garage. So as as time went on, uh, and I and I uh, started a business that was was automotively oriented. I could see that God was growing me. I had some successes, but it it didn't really come together. Um, it, it could have been because of well, just a lot of things, but but uh, some of the obstacles were. Um, lack of exposure, lack of room, lack of finance for the latest, uh, you know, state-of-the-art equipment, that sort of thing. But I built this business through word of mouth. I'd go to trade shows. I'd knock on doors, so to speak. You know, I'd shake hands and do it the old-fashioned way. And, And that, you know, God honored that. So, but there was always something deep down inside of me. And then I started to, um, I started to do some inventing. And um, uh, I had some patents generated in, in my name. And I could, I could see a growth curve, but it still wasn't what I wanted. And I thought to myself, you know, well, someday when, when I retire... I'm going to build this car that I had envisioned and I wanted to put in all the changes that, that, uh, uh, I thought would enhance it. And so through the, the course of trying to grow in business and sell these patents and ideas, I traveled many roads, lots of miles. I, uh, I even went to the other side of the world, if you can picture where that would be. And so things just weren't coming together, but I still felt this attraction to cars. I mean, I uh, <laughs> I had a conversation with another Christian brother one time about, well, what's your weakness? And he told me what his was, and, and I said, mine is machinery, it's cars. Mm. I just plain can't get out of the lust for cars. <laughs> so we we continue on, and uh, I met some people. David, I'm were... going to
0: have to put you on hold for a little bit because we got a break, but this story is definitely worth listening to, and I'm sure you're listening like me and hearing miles and miles and miles of heart. I mean, you're illustrating the point all so well, so I'm very excited to hear where we're headed, Okay. so when we come back, we're going to have more from David in Washington State, and we need your story. Don't forget, 866-348-7884.
1: Coach McGinty, what will Washington need to get back into this fall game? Heart. I, I'm sorry? you got to have heart. Can you elaborate on that? Miles and miles of heart. We've got heart!
0: Miles and miles of heart today on the Christian Car Guy show. And what is your story where you were required miles and miles of heart, where you cared so deeply about something and it didn't seem like anybody else maybe was along with you on the journey, but you carried on because you cared so much. We have David is in Washington state and we left him. He was, Following this dream to have this garage, this business, this car that had his innovations in it. David, take us home.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I will. Uh, Well, this has to be a God moment because right there in that segue, as I was waiting for you to return, Charles Swindoll was talking about, and he said the last words to hold on. Well, this is god because in revelation chapter 3 verse 11 i believe it's 11 could be 10 the, the lord says hold on hold fast to the things of god that no one may steal your crown and so this moment here is for somebody who's going through a long bumpy road and i want to tell you that i should have been retired years ago but here i am i'm i'm bumping 70 and i haven't received the dream yet sometimes i feel like joseph or or abraham but as i as i traveled the world and literally the world to find people to buy my innovations i stumbled across stumbled there's that word again i met up with a couple of gentlemen who were so well connected with a foreign government and i don't want to give any more detail so that People can identify me, but maybe they have already. I don't know. So, sure. anyway, um, I found these two gentlemen who were so well connected that they had looked at my innovations and they weren't they weren't interested. But when I said to them, you know, when I retire, I have this design for a car and I want to build it, and even if I only build one or two a year, just for for the sake of of uh, supplementing my social security. <laughs> I said, I'll do it gladly. Well, they took that idea. They said, show us what you have. So I showed them my sketches. I laid out how the the car was to be built and, and the specifications on the components and what it could do. And when they saw the drawings, they were aghast. They were just taken back at how beautiful they thought it was. Well, that obviously was was the Lord's doing. And so after 50 plus years of, of trying to chase this thing that gave me satisfaction, I'm on the verge of the biggest deal of my life. And it's all because God did it. And it's all because
0: that hard, yeah, miles and miles of, of, you know, taking, in, you know, and and the beauty of what you're describing, David, is that God gave you that to begin with, right? He he That's gave right. he, he gave you the dream, he gave you the desire, and 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 then clearly he's he's showing you something along the lines of, you know, what it takes you know, to, to really appreciate, you know, it'd be one thing if he'd given it to you when you were 25, but after all these years, there's a level of appreciation, right? That you have for that journey and, and, and for what you got to experience along the way.
1: I guess, um, you know, some cultures, uh, are very appreciative of the knowledge and wisdom of those with gray hair. And uh, perhaps there is something to that and here in, in, uh, you know, in, in this culture, this day and age. It doesn't seem to be quite so, but I guess there's something to it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be exactly where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Well, I am thinking it's a divine appointment that I got this call today that, like, wow, Good. I mean, way beyond anything, my wildest dreams. So thank you. God bless you. And, and we'll be praying for what God does with the next step of this adventure. You can call back later and tell us, by the way, when we can actually see the car. We would like to see that. <laughs> we would. Oh, really? Yes, of course. Well, okay. Oh,
1: well, at, at, at this point right now, it's, it's still considered classified, but we're very close to actually beginning the build on the prototype.
0: Well and, when, uh, whenever you can uh, I, if you go to christiancarguy.com my email address is there and and we would love to you know someday reflect back on this episode of of Christian Car Guy and say well we had David on back in the day <laughs> and listen to this <laughs> okay, story I'll of miles and miles of heart so thank you sir god bless I'll tell you, you what. <laughs> Thank you
1: very much I appreciate your prayers
0: Yes by all means wow wow So you have a story. I know you're sitting there or sitting on it, and this is something that you want to share. So call us, 866-348-7884. And you may remember we left me sitting in New Mexico with a freezing bird um, (laughs) and a a shift truck that was on the column. Well, what happened in that particular adventure I think was miles and miles of heart because, unfortunately, when I stopped – at a restroom, the shifter broke and it wouldn't shift. And I had to actually get up underneath the truck. Now it's freezing and we couldn't go anywhere. And me and the bird were going to freeze to death because we didn't have any heat in the truck and we had to find a place to stop (laughs) or do something. And so I literally had to get under the truck and shift this thing manually with the shift levers on the transmission. Praise God. I knew how to do that and put it in first gear are actually second gear and then when I got going down a rail long straight hill, I would go outside and shift it into third gear and then just ease the clutch out in order to be able to do that And believe it or not, I drove all the way and all the way from that part of Texas to Savannah, Georgia um, over the next couple of days because I couldn't find a shift collar that would fit that and, but I often thought about that trip and how God got us through it. It was miles and miles and miles of heart. I would love to hear your story, 866-348-7884. So here's some things I think when when you think about this miles of heart, some understanding that is also biblical. If you think about Proverbs 4.23, which I always wondered exactly how you do that. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. But now I can see more clearly than ever that I need to guard my heart from caring about the wrong things, or better, to nourish my heart's desire to care for the things worth caring about, right? So, you know, clearly, I need to guard my heart to care about my relationships. Obviously, God first, and my wife, and my family, and my friends from church. But the other thing I think this helps me with is kindness, right? And when you listen to David's story, I, I can't help but think it's, it's a kind thing, to be truly passionate about something and say, "You know, that's, this is something that God gave me." And while other people may be thinking that I'm some kind of freak, that actually what it is is I care deeply about the thing that I care about. And if I see somebody else that are, is caring about something like that, or even if they're freaking out and they seem like they're way too upset over this, the good news is they're alive is their, their heart is alive, and their heart is engaged. And they're obviously a human being. And so, wow, how can I help them either get involved with protecting their heart or, you know, help them to see what's going on in their life that they're getting so impassioned about? But the other kindness I think about for me personally is a kindness to myself. Because, like, you know, I get really upset about something. And sometimes I think I'm a maniac or something, you know, but wait a minute. If I'm kind, I'm realizing, wow, my heart must be in this. My heart is alive, and that's a good thing. So let's take a look at the value of what my heart is set in So if I do sort of a heart check and see what is the value of, a value of what my heart is so engraved in, right, I can be doing a heart check and say, wow, God Kate made me to care about this deeply. God made, you know, I, I, I saw another friend in the car business this week, and he he was so engrossed in f- the fleet aspect of the car business and I could see that he had a phenomenal passion for that. And I thought, you know, isn't that cool that God gave him that and it gave him a way to obviously take care of his family and to live out some aspect of what he's doing. But obviously the miles and miles and miles of heart story wouldn't be complete without me sharing this particular story. So I also host a show called Kingdom Pursuits, and a number of years ago, the Billy Graham Association called me and they said, you know, Robbie, we've got this Vietnamese pastor from North Vietnam, and we really like to have you interview him. And interestingly, when they showed up, there were two translators, neither of which, which spoke great English, I don't think, you know, nor the pastor from North Vietnam. But oh my gosh, what I found out about miles and miles and miles of heart. We're going to talk about that when we come back. But you only have one more segment to get in your story, so call us 866 348 7884. Because what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if? heart today on the Christian Car Guy show and I'm so excited because I got several callers calling in with their stories but I got to go quick on this Vietnam, the Vietnamese pastor story I don't want you to miss this so the <clears throat> Billy Graham Association had called me and this man came in and I said well what do you want to tell the United States about your you know the message that you have and he said I was in prison and he said this through many interpreters which took me a while to figure out and I said you were in prison and I said gee in North vietnam i'm thinking prison's kind of like rambo you know you in a swamp <clears throat> he said exactly i said you're in a swamp and he said yeah i said for how long he said i think it was six years and i said so how did you sleep <clears throat> standing up what did you eat what was in the swamp what did you drink the swamp water and i thought well how did you live a- and he said Many didn't. There were hundreds that died every, I said, well, how many people were in this swamp? He said about a thousand and they would come in and out and they died constantly. And I, I was just, my eyes, I, I can't even imagine how they, big they were as this man related this story and he looked pretty healthy. And, and I said, oh my word, how in the world did God sustain you through that? I'm sure he gave you something amazing. And he said, yeah, he gave me the 91st Psalm. And immediately didn't know what the 91st Psalm was, so I picked it up on the internet, you know, on my computer, which is right by the microphone, and I started reading the 91st Psalm like I never read it before in my life. And oh my goodness, you could see how he had miles and miles of heart. And as I sat there, God flipped this little thought in my mind that he, am I not terribly shocked that God could sustain this man for miles and miles of heart in this swamp, but what Really was beautiful about the story was all those other people that were in the swamp. He sent them a pastor because the reason the man got out of the swamp was because he was leading all these people to Christ and they had to get him out of there because all these people were becoming Christians. And so God was sending these people that maybe deserved to be in that swamp. He he was sending them a pastor. I mean, it's just an absolutely amazing story of miles and miles of heart. We have Trey is in North Carolina. Trey, you got a couple minutes to share your story. I'm excited to hear your story.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I used to manage a parts store up in Asheboro, and um, uh, one of my customers that would come in – yeah, you know, I sold him all kinds of parts and stuff for vehicles, and, you know, he'd come in probably once a week and just buying up something, and, you know, we got talking one day, and uh, he was rebuilding a 350, and I sold him a rebuild kit, and, you know, just a lot of different stuff that was going on with it, and I told him, I says, I says, well, how's it going, you know, because he came back in for something, and he says, oh, it's going good, you know, and. So anyway, make a long story short, you know, I was closing that night, and I came up, and then all of a sudden, I saw a, a Chevrolet truck come flying up, or not flying up, but you know, pulled up, yeah. parked up there in the front row, and I looked, and it was him. He says, well, what do you think? I says, well, I, said, I see us running, and he says, yeah, and he was really kind of showing off a little bit, so he revved it up real high. And about the time he did that that thing started making all kinds of squealing noises and all kinds of stuff and I said, Oh my gosh <laughs> And uh, so, so I saw him, I said, like, I don't know, I said, That don't sound good. He says, No, he says he I'm gonna get this thing home so I until you know, make sure I get it home. So you know, he left and I found out where he because I kinda felt bad for him. I was like, you know, this is not good and So anyway, uh, I followed him to his house and we got looking at it and, you know, that night we didn't make any headway with it, but, uh, I told him, I said, well, I know where you're at now. I said, I'll come back, you know, and kind of mess around and, and I did, uh, you know, through the course of the week, I'd come by and check on him and see some stuff and, you know, and then, um. Relationship started to form there. Friendship started to form, I guess, more or less. And, um, you know, it's just a good time. And come to find out what had happened is the time and gear bolts had backed out and they had backed into the time and cover. So mm. it was squealing on the time and cover. And then, um, but anyway, I want to say that, but you know, it went into a, a very, uh, awesome, um, fellowship and a, um, we did a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, matter of fact, I was over there at his house for, you know, I'd go over there about every day after work and, you know, led into that. And, you know, we had actually started working on people's cars that needed cars fixed. They couldn't afford it. Uh, it was kind of like a ministry that we had got into. We we're both Christians and, you know, both did a lot of stuff for God. And, um, you know, people would come up through the church and say, Well, I need this fixed, but I can't afford it. And they're like, Well, can you afford the parts? And they're like, Yeah, I can do that. We'll bring it by. We'll fix it. You know, and then we started, uh, working on folks' cars. And he was a little bit more in depth on the, uh, mechanical side than I was. So I actually got to get under him and, you know, got to learn some stuff, which I really enjoy doing. And, you know, we just kind of partnered up together and, um, um, you know, and it just, it's just this awesome, uh, very uh, yeah. devout, you know miles and miles
0: and miles of heart.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was really, it was really cool. You know, and um, you know, to get that opportunity, you know, we used to go around and pull people out of ditches, and and we had thousands and thousands of. Um, hours of fun you know we did all kinds of stuff people would look back at us to be like y'all did what and you're doing what and uh you know it all started
0: with a 350
2: it started with a 350 and then i ended up buying another project truck and i talked to drone said, drone i said i want to I want to do some uh, digging on this truck here and there was a car lot beside my store and I saw it and I told the lady up there I was like look I'd like to have that and she says uh, she says well that truck that I saw ended up getting sold and I was kind of disheartened about that and then she says uh, she says well she says uh, came by I don't know maybe two weeks later and she says she said hey I got a truck you need to look at I said okay I'll be over there and I was kind of aggravated with it because the other one got sold and I was like well you know, kind of go through there. But anyway, I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, that looks cool, you know, four-wheel drive and all kinds of stuff we can do with it. So anyway, I ended up buying that, and then uh, I told Jerome about it. He's like, okay, we're going to modify this. We're going to put a V8 in it, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. So that sounds like a plan to
0: me. So (laughs) we ended up doing a lot. A project yeah. and a half, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was really cool. We changed out the front end, rear ends. We did all kinds of stuff to it. I still got to get the motor in it. Jerome had passed away not long ago. Well, I guess it's been probably about three, four years ago now. Um, he uh, ended up having, uh, I forgot what it was, something like, a, uh, I can't remember, something to do with like, kind of like an aneurysm type thing, I'm thinking, but. Anyway make a long story short it was really good and then as far as the passing goes because his wife she had asked me she says uh, she says well she said I know people don't feel comfortable but they knew how tight me and Jerome were and they says uh, we'd like you know you speak you know we're gonna that have an opportunity
0: awesome. Trey I I, so, Trey, I hate the, the show is over because this story obviously has got quite an ending to it.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, it does, you know, because I, you know, I preached at his funeral and uh, the Holy Spirit just came in during the time of his preach, the, you know, during the time of my testimonies and wow. preaching and stuff well, like that. Well, I hate we
0: got to go, but that, maybe you can call back and share the rest of it another time. Thank you, Trey. God sure. bless you. I appreciate sure. you calling in so much. I appreciate you listening to our miles and miles and miles of heart stories today. I sure enjoyed them. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years.